Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Knicks podcast, the podcast where we talk New York Knicks basketball and other news around the NBA. I'm Jason Talbot, and with me, of course, is none other than the wonderful, the amazing Marcus Chinqui. Oh, <laughs> Marcus! Those kind words. Yeah, I'm feeling. Out. You know, I'm I'm feeling kind of down today, but I'm we haven't we haven't done the cast <laughs> in a while. Um, so I, you know, I want to just be a little extra enthusiastic, man. It's good. It's good to hear your voice. You know, we haven't yeah, we haven't we're, chatted. We're, in a while. we're back. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, we left on some on a a bad note last time with uh, some Knicks news, but <laughs> yeah, just to say the least, yeah. <laughs> It's, we've taken time, we've regrouped, you know, thought about it. How do we feel? What have we seen? And yeah, I think that's what we're going to get into. So how are you feeling? I, I'm calmer a little bit. Uh, I was texting you a number of times threatening to, uh, you know, end <laughs> my Nick fandom uh, because of how upset I, I was um, at the Knicks organization, I think was where my anger was really towards, uh, not towards Porzingis, but there was a lot of emotions. There was a lot of emotions flying at that time. So as you said, um, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm a little calmer. I'm, I'm able to kind of let this whole thing settle. I, I, I have some thoughts, uh, I yeah, I mean, since since then we've gotten more of the story a little bit, so you know things make a little bit more sense, but still not really. Still more I need to find out things I want to hear. Got some questions, haven't gotten answers, but yeah, I and as excuse me, oh man, burped right there. Uh, a little. Uh, I'm still. You see, I'm, I'm still having trouble like getting out how how I feel about all this, but. At the end of the day, I'm still not mad at KP. Uh, as we said in the last podcast, the writing was on the wall the whole time. And I think we just, sometimes as Nick fans, we, we don't see it. I don't think we realize how, how bad it is. But I don't blame the Knicks for, for moving him because the guy didn't want to play here. And if a guy doesn't want to play here, he doesn't want to play here. I'm not gonna, we're not going to force this guy. Let's try to get something. Do I think we got enough in return? You know, I think last time on the podcast I had said that we made a good deal considering what situation the Knicks were in and what they had to do. So we got some picks. Because they had to do it fast and just had to get something done. And And one thing we're learning, it sounds like the Knicks reached out to other teams and tried to trade KP to get a guy. Let's say I, I even heard some De'Aaron Fox things or Marvin Bagley, uh, Anthony Davis. They were, yeah, they were trying to get another young talent uh, to build this team around. And that's the thing that I would have loved to have seen in a trade because the more and more I think about it, that I'm still upset and I'm not happy with it is because we're now missing that core piece. That was I, I forgot the exact words David Fisdale used when talking about the Knicks situation. That was different from like Philly when they were tanking, where we had KP. He was they had the ace in the exactly. Hole. So all these young guys growing, like they were going to grow with KP, and KP was going to be the leader of this team. And then we could also make moves for free agents. 
But the problem now is you don't have that that all star, that it guy. And like we could play the game, oh well, the guy we picked this next year is gonna be the guy, or maybe is it gonna be Kevin Knox and we're liking guys like Mitchell Robinson and all but but they're not I don't see the the ceiling as high as what what Porzingis' ceiling was. So it just it I don't I don't know what the future holds, and that's why I have to see what happens this summer and moving forward. Um, I want to talk a little bit about that too, of like you know best case scenario and just what what we think the Knicks should do. Um, because I have you know the big news that we're hearing now is KP and Kyrie, KP and Kyrie. Oh, Kyrie at the All Star game was talking with with uh, KD, KD. Sorry, KD in the in the tunnel, and you know two max contract. Like I don't think he was saying that at all. <laughs> He could have been. He's probably talking about. I could get two quarter pounders, <laughs> yeah, two, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just so funny that we like we even think that. Um, oh, K KD moved his business to to New York, so he's coming. Uh, would love to have Durant. It makes me a little worried that the age that he's at and all these young guys that we have, how is that going to work? We see LeBron right now working with young guys in LA, which we might talk a little bit later. Uh, which is not working which is out. does not seem to be working out um barring his injury i i still think if his injury didn't happen that it, it would be a different story um because now lonzo's out too they're having they can't afford any injuries uh on such a young know. team yeah right it's it's pretty ugly and it looks like they're not gonna when make you the lose playoffs. to the sun yeah i think you gotta hit that um, panic button. but i just i don't the knicks had a clear path coming into the season of what they were gonna do and how to build this team and now I'm not so sure what this path is. And if we, I, I feel like we're still this, I don't even, ah, ah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I just, I don't. And that's even the weird thing is like, did they really have a path? Because all, all year they kept talking about Fisdale's like, yeah, I went to Latvia. I studied with Porzingis' family. He's on board with everything we're doing. And it seemed like Fizz didn't know it. Like a a week earlier, he was saying, "It's like, oh yeah, he's he's engaged in practice and he's hanging out with all the guys and this and that." And then a week later, yeah, well maybe he, like he actually wasn't very engaged. He didn't really want to, you know, he didn't look like he wanted to be there, and he's not hanging around. And the story kept changing, so it was like, who knows what the real deal right. was. And were they already like they were already calling an audible and switching up the plan for the future because they knew KP wasn't going to be a part of it. Yeah. So now I don't know what you know, I don't know what to I think. personally I what... think that things turned when the losing happens. That's losing is just the worst thing that can happen to any team, locker room, players, coaches, the future. Everything gets thrown out the window when you start losing. And not only were they losing. We talked about last time the treatment of Ennis Cantor and how they were going to force all these guys out and trade everybody. It, it just you you could tell it wasn't just losing and okay we're tanking and that's it. It was it was bad. There there something was not right. You could you could feel the tension even on the court, the way they were playing, the heart, all the hustle, like everything just seemed off. And I think KP in his early career everything that he's been through with the Knicks, it was like, here we go again. 
I got another guy coming in, tell me it's going to be this way, the culture, this thing and that. And you know what? It's the same thing. I don't like the way they're treating their players. They say we're going to go in this direction, but then he's doing these things. And like, I don't like the way he's, he's benching these guys all game. Why isn't this guy getting minutes? It just, you know, what is the path? They say it's one thing, but then the actions say something else. And, you know, it's a mess. The new the New York Knicks for the last two <laughs> decades have been a mess. Uh, but let we talked a lot about this last podcast. So so one thing I want to ask you is, KP's gone. That's it. He's gone. We don't know who we're going to sign in free agency this year. We can't know that until it happens, until the summer happens. What do you think of the team right now? Because the Knicks have won three out of the last five. And that is partly <laughs> due to the fact that Moody is back. Trier uh, is back. He's been back, but I think the hamstring injury is kind of like is gone now. I don't think it's lingering anymore. You can kind of tell the way he's moving to the basket a lot better. Mitch Robinson doing his thing out there. Uh, this guy, Ellison, or what is this guy's name? I had to, I had to look him up. Henry? Henry Rowan Gardner. <laughs> um, okay. Like. Now it's like another. I've never surprising heard of this guy. guy. They're picking him up from Detroit. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, he's coming to big boy. He he can ball. He can he can play some ball. Um, we got Dennis Smith Jr. He's been getting some minutes. I I have certain thoughts on him, but I I will say he he's been doing his thing. I'm I'm he hasn't been playing bad. Uh, but what do you so what do you think right now? Like, wh- how are you feeling about all this and still with our young guys and Knox and just the whole the whole thing? You know, it's a it's a weird it's a weird situation to be in because you want to see some development from these guys and like see how they're playing together. But you don't really want them to win. So it's like, OK, they can keep it close. And like the game against Cleveland, you know, if they had it and then they collapsed. Yeah, that in was the fourth quarter. The, watching the end and of that game, I was like, really, guys? <laughs> all the news is like. Okay, they're not tanking, but are they? You know, it's they knew somebody had to lose that game, so yeah, tanking. They kind of phoned it in. But to set something straight, I don't think people realize when a team is tanking, that doesn't mean you're losing on purpose. It means the the coaches is putting in young guys (laughs) and like letting them do their thing and just like you know you're not going for a championship, you're not making the playoffs, so it it's it's more of like the personnel and just how you move guys in and out. You want guys to get minutes and want guys to grow. It's not, it's not about winning games. It's, but I, I don't want people to think that, Oh, tanking, they should go out there and like miss the last shot on purpose in a close game. That's, that's not what tanking is. Uh, but I will say with the new lottery drawing, the bottom three teams all have an equal shot at the first pick. So that's why I don't mind a couple yeah, wins the, here or there because like exactly like, the know, Knicks are gonna fall it's on like the people bottom. People that three. were freaking out, they're like, "What are the Knicks doing, winning games like this?" I'm like, "It's two games, yeah. You know, they're still in the bottom three in the league. They're not gonna make any. They're not gonna win like ten in a row. It's not gonna happen." Uh, and so people could just calm down. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's the top three are 14, percent but then four and four through six is 11. So it's not really right. Which, which is why I, like, I totally see the next game. We could very fifth well pick, end up at like pick. the seventh yeah, pick again. Exactly. And that's what's going to happen to us. And exactly. The whole city is just going to just fall apart because yeah. like, you can't catch a break. <laughs> but it's like, I, I think the, like, the story has been Mitchell Robinson yeah. showing stuff because like DeAndre's out. I like 
I like having him there for like strictly for Mitchell Robinson. That's why DeAndre Jordan's there, because they are essentially the same player with a ten-year age gap. So, yeah. like you know, you're seeing him play, and you can see what he could what he could be capable of if he's playing like thirty minutes a game, because he plays what like twenty, twenty-five. Right. If you put him up to 30, 35 minutes a game, he's you know, and the young guys developing a rapport together, like. He's a lob guy, you know. He's that Tyson Chandler, DeAndre Jordan type of guy. Just throw it up to him and let him throw it down. But defensively, like this guy, is gonna be something special. And people were saying that from when he got drafted. Like no, just no one knew about him because he didn't play in college. But you have a guy who's quick out there, good foot, showing pretty good footwork. He's just long, so long. Just Those block three pointers. And- he's just surprising the guy shooting like oh this guy like i got an open shot and then it's just like wow he's long like yeah these long arms come out of nowhere and disrupt the shot so i think he's like the brightest star so far like right now sure and then i'm still i don't know about Knox. i'm i'm on the fence like i don't know i know he's still young like give him another off season to like really start to develop but there are just some gaping holes yeah. in his game that need some work, and you know, it'll happen. But he shows flashes of things here and there. But you can't still be trying to make layups from eight feet from the basket. Yeah, he's <laughs> that's becoming like his signature move. Uh, and how you know with these guys, you just it's how you groom them and how they're gonna grow, and uh, you know there's potential there. Uh, how do you feel about Dennis Smith Jr.? Because we we've seen Knox all year and Mitch like you know beginning of the year we liked what we saw we 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 see the growth I think with all these guys and guys like Isozo and uh, even Moutier. I, I'm I become a Moutier fan. I'm I'm completely converted. I I like Emmanuel Moutier. I think he kind of he has that that confidence out there now. And even at the end of games when he has the ball, it's like. You know, earlier in the season, he closed out some of those games. He had a big game uh, the other night. Uh, he just, I, I i feel the most confident when he's out there as far as the guards. Uh, but see, the thing is that with him, he's going to he's gonna be gone after this year. Is he, though? Why? Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear from a lot of people that Dennis Smith is not going to be a Nick uh, after this year, that they're not even going to keep him. Yeah, but he's still... On his rookie deal. So, I mean, they'd have to trade him for somebody. But Moody, I think, is... Why wouldn't they re-sign Moody? Fizdales loves Moody. Well, they'd have to re-sign him. So, like, are you going to pay him I would. a lot of money to stick around? Well, like, I don't know how much it would cost. Get. We got to pay someone. We got $78 million. Yeah. Well, it depends how much is uh, a Kyrie or a Kemba going to... I want to say something. I, okay, so I know Kyrie was going to come up. Stupid Nick fans. Why do we want Kyrie Irving? Somebody tell me. All I hear is KP, that, that he was gone, oh, because of his injuries, this and that. This guy, Kyrie, I mean, he's a fantastic player to watch. Don't get me wrong. But look at what's going on in Boston right now. And right now we have all the – we just brought in Dennis Smith Jr., young guards who – I mean, guy can't play defense. And just, like, what is the benefit of all the holes and what we're trying to grow? Like, do we really want to bring in Kyrie, an injury-prone guy that is now on a team that the last six games with the Celtics, 0-6, without Kyrie, they're 6-0? I was saying the record, they're 
what was it like 20, 20 they're 28 and 22 with Kyrie and they're nine and two without him. Like I wasn't a believer. Cause I, I, I was kind of thinking, you know, when they get in the playoffs, they're really going to want Kyrie because you need a guy like that, a closer, but I don't know, man, the numbers are, are they're there and I see them and he's kind of a ball stopper. He doesn't, he is a great passer and he's been, you watch some of the games. He does make some great passes. He, he can move the ball, but He's still, especially end of games too. He ain't passing the ball, man. And he gets some good buckets, but he's a defensive liability. Uh, he's not playing with LeBron anymore, man. And I'm not saying Kyrie's not a good player. Don't get me wrong. But do I want to pay that guy $35 million or $30 million when we have young guys like Amoudier and Dennis Smith Jr. who can kind of do similar things? I mean, they can't score the ball, ball as well, but I don't know. To put... To, to put your money into I mean, a guy who's injury prone and plays one them. side of the ball, like I, I just, I wouldn't put them on Kyrie's level at all. Maybe no, like of course not. No, together are on Kyrie's level, but Kyrie's an all star man. Like, don't get me wrong, he's he's phenomenal to watch. But with a team that has a bunch of young guys, and I think that's the team. When you look at the whole Knicks team, you bring in a guy like Kyrie. He he's kind of he's fixing one issue of kind of scoring the basketball, but we we need so much more. We need a guy who can do uh, so much more than just score the basketball. Like who's a who's a point guard out there that can do all that stuff? That's the thing. There's so many guards out there that aren't you know like lockdown defenders, but also can give you 25 points a game. So it's I don't know it's it's tough like what do you that's what you would hope a guy like Frank turns into something where he can at least be that that cushion on defense for another guard that doesn't have that defensive strength. Of course, strength. yeah, yeah. And then you put him, but again, you say he's not with LeBron anymore. But if you bring in a KD, you put him with another star player. How does he react to that? You know, like how does his game come together? Yeah, I mean, I. Gordon yeah. Hayward is not and, that that superstar. And I'm really just asking the question because I I, I I don't know. My issue is with this whole Kyrie KD thing. If you bring those guys in with the way the Knicks are constructed right now, I don't even think you win the Eastern Conference. Like, I don't think you're getting to the Eastern Conference Finals with, with a team that you now bring in Kyrie and KD because still these other holes, you have all 20. They're surrounded by 20-year-olds. And what Kyrie brings to the table, like, I rather have, let's say, a KD and a Clay Thompson because then I still have a guy like Moutier and, and Dennis Smith or someone to play guard. And you have Clay who plays both sides of the ball. You have KD who plays both sides of the ball. Mitch and down low or whatever, if you can keep DeAndre Jordan. I don't, you know, I don't know what the other pieces are, but it just seems like to spend your $78 million with one of the, those guys being Kyrie – I just it I don't think it's a formula for for a championship competing team. I, it just seems like a weird with with all the play, again the the roster that the Knicks currently have. I mean, look at the Celtics. Like that it's a perfect example of like Kyrie's coming back and they're not winning more games. So does bringing Kyrie and make the Knicks a better team going next year? Sure, of course it does. And bringing in anyone does. But it just doesn't seem like the right fit. And that injury stuff, too. 
Because if I'm going to hear everyone tell me about injury, you know me, I usually take injuries like out of the equation, but people are always telling me like, how do you, how do you not take that into He's account? He's got a lot of injuries. Uh, Have you seen the photo of his knee? It looks ridiculous. It looked like, I don't know how he walks. Whose knee? With the th- Kyrie. Oh, from the, That's not yeah. some photo of his kneecap. And I was just like, ew, like <laughs> how does he even walk? <laughs> Um, so I'm really just, I, I don't know. I, I, I just get a little, I'm a little worked up these days, man. <laughs> yeah, and again, we don't know who they're going to pick. Yeah. I, I see of any scenario, KD and clay is one. I don't see happy. I don't see, I don't see both of them leaving golden state. Clay's probably going to stay cause he's going to want the big money and Katie's going to have to leave for them to give him the big money. But then it's like, who else is around that? Well, the warriors are going to offer KD money first. They're not stupid. KD is going to be their first priority to keep in a Warriors uniform. So if that's going to hurt Clay's feelings, maybe. Uh, I mean, KD is KD. Uh, But I don't know. I mean, if I'm the Knicks, you go after KD, obviously, and you go after someone else that's not Kyrie Irving. Anybody? Kawhi? Kawhi? Of course. Kawhi, KD, Kemba even. Uh, bigger body. Uh, I just I. Kyrie is fun to watch, but I think he has to be, uh, you know, in the right in the right situation. I think I think he does better when he plays with a team just full of defensive guys or like, I don't know. I mean, the Celtics. They I, I don't I don't think I've watched enough Celtics game to really figure out what their what their issue is. Uh, a lot of stuff I've been reading. I've been hearing Al Horford's taking a big step back. And just yeah, it looks like all of them are just unhappy. Uh, yeah, and it's not like it's because of Kyrie. It's you know they th- there's something going on with I, all of them because it's too many guys. They all want minutes, but they're not getting them. They're not getting the minutes they had last year. So you have these young guys that think they could, they should be doing more. But that's the thing with that team is they're gonna have to not blow it up, but a couple of them are gonna have to yeah. go. And. I wouldn't mind taking on like you want to give me Kyrie and Marcus Smart, I'll take them. You know, like I love Marcus. Smart. Any of those yeah. guys, Marcus Smart, oh, I would love to have that. That's that's <laughs> that, that's New that York crazy one, New York yeah. <laughs> guy in him. But th- and that's but that's my point too. I rather just give me Marcus Smart. I don't I don't even I rather not spend the money on Kyrie. I rather spend you know a quarter of the amount and get a Marcus Smart. Uh, I just think again plays defense. And yeah. if you can get a guy like KD and all these other, you know, ISO zone, these guys, we got scores on the floor. Dennis Smith goes to the basket. Like that's my kind of my, a little bit of a knock on Dennis Smith is that defensively eh, his, his shots kind of crazy, right? And he's got to fix that. He's got a weird, like hitch in a shot um, when he takes free throws. It's just, it's tough to watch, but around the basket, you know, he's a great player. So if you can get that shot together, uh, maybe, maybe he could be something, but, I don't know, man. It's just I. the Knicks' plan of growing these young guys, kind of getting back to the – going back full circle, I just – the plan now for the Knicks, I just struggle with, like, what is this plan now? Because if you bring in a vet like K, if you can get KD, that's amazing. But he's going to be playing with a lot of young guys, whether you get even him pairing up with anyone. Uh, I heard rumors that maybe the Knicks would try to get KD, another big free agent, and then they'd make a trade – for Anthony Davis too, and they'd be able to get a big three. I think Broussard was <laughs> running his mouth about something Broussard. crazy. So, 
He's just trying to get I, back in the, the line. I felt a lot more comfortable when we had KP and we had our centerpiece versus trying to, oh, we got money and we can go get some because, as we said last time, LA Lakers, perfect example, before LeBron came. They freed up all this money, and next thing you know, you got Timothy Mozgov as your your centerpiece. So, hey. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know. But I, so, Knicks, so, so I think we both can agree. For the rest of this season, we, we're confident the Knicks are going to be a bottom three team. Uh, I think later on in the year we're going to you know do a, a draft podcast, talk talk a little bit. I want to wait, uh, let things play out a little bit, watch a little March Madness. I mean, yeah, we're in March now, so things are going to start. Yeah, so the, the, the microscope. Well, I got to ask you. I got to ask you. If you're Duke, do you bring back Zion? If I'm Duke, or if I'm all Zion, that, all... like what do you mean, like? Or if you're, yeah, if you're Zion, do, do you play? come back and play? Absolutely. If I'm, I'm a, I don't know a all this talk player. about them saying, yeah, like they should shut him down for the Dude, rest they do of the this year. Like, every t- any time a star, it's like these guys play basketball. It's so stupid. You know? um, I like what Kobe said. Like you made a commitment to Duke, so you fulfill your commitment. That's what you do. Yeah. And it's a whole other argument too about college players and do, should they be forced to and should they be making money? Um, you know, I have strong opinions on that. Save it for another day. But he plays for Duke. He got. He got hurt. If you're fine to play, and a lot of these guys, they want to play basketball. It's it, it's yeah. Like what else is he gonna do? You know, he's there exactly to play. Yeah. Ba- he's not he's not working on getting his GPA up. You know, he's just trying Be- to. This guy's been playing basketball and- his whole life. It's it's exciting. Does he want to play in March Madness and try to win a championship for Duke? Of course. Like who wouldn't? What kid wouldn't dream of that? If you have the opportunity to do that, that's awesome. Like play for Coach K. Like no, I'm gonna sit out and just watch. Like. That sounds miserable. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> uh, crazy. Yeah, I don't. Know. I mean, and it's like it's it was like a freak accident that happened to him. So that could easily ha- like he could have been walking across the street and trips on someone and his shoe breaks, and then he's like, oh, whoops. You know, it's like he if he was working out, the same thing could have happened. It's not like it was a contact injury. You know, he was just yeah. moving and the shoe blew out. Yeah. And it's like yeah, that could happen. If you shut him down and he's in practice, same thing could happen. You know, and that's the thing. If he wanted to take a year off and just train and not like play college to ruin his career, like he still would have been probably a top three draft pick, even if he didn't go to Duke. But he decided to play for Duke. So, dude, if you can play, play basketball. He wasn't even going to be. He wouldn't have even been like the number one prospect coming into the season. And going to Duke is what made him the number one prospect. You know, so. Yeah, hey, if you could play, he's man, got, he's got to know. Yeah, play for the love of the game, man. You got to play. Uh, all right. Well, freaking Knicks, God, man, it gets gets my my blood pressure up, man. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's switch a little gears here. Talk a lot about Knicks. Uh, back on the first part. Back on the first podcast, Marcus. We made some picks. We made some, uh, we made some actual predictions about the Knicks, which I don't think my prediction <laughs> is going to come true. But it's, <laughs> but it's pretty close about the Knicks finishing last. Uh, but one prediction we made was who was going to win the NBA championship and make it to the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And I'd like to revisit that because we're getting getting pretty close here. Playoffs are going to be starting soon. Uh, things are shaping up. And 
I wanted to see like where we stand. Um, if I remember correctly, and I'm not sure if I remember. Yeah, for the Eastern Conference, <laughs> I had picked. picked the Bucks and the Celtics, and I believe you had picked the Celtics and the 76ers as your two I remember teams. saying the 76ers were going to be like that dark horse. Yeah. I, you might have been waffling a, a little bit with them and the Raptor. You 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 were kind of. I waffle yeah, sometimes. Which is which know? is fine. It, it uh, Western <laughs> Conference, we were both Golden State, Golden State to win it, and then our other teams. You were still big on the Rockets, uh, and, yeah. uh, and who'd you have going? And to I West had the Los Angeles, Angeles Lakers. <laughs> so we'll start with the Western Conference. Okay, so the Lakers. If if, if LeBron didn't get hurt, it would be a different story. And if other things didn't happen, I, I I feel pretty confident that the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs. I actually think the the one through eight right now in the Western Conference is set uh, with Golden State, Denver, OKC, Portland, Houston, Utah, San Antonio, and the Clippers. I, I feel pretty confident that is going to stay as is. Uh, the Clippers are three games ahead of Sacramento um, and four and a half games ahead of L.A. I just think L.A., like you said, is kind of a mess right now. So... Hmm. Kind of sucks. I think the Lakers, the the LeBron story, I think it could have played out differently if he didn't get hurt. But I'm not making excuses. (laughs) I I am saying if LeBron didn't get hurt and other things, you know, if they would have made a move, uh, if the Pelicans weren't being such jerks and would have just traded Anthony (laughs) Davis, I also think it could have been a different story. I mean, I still Uh, think that there's like that whole trade rumor thing is what's fractured this team. And yeah. Not even LeBron being hurt. It's just you got a bunch of young kids and they're not sure how to handle all this stuff. And I think, oh, am I going to get traded? Am I going to get like, I don't know. LeBron's staying to himself. Like they said last night after that game, he left before everybody, like, didn't even got on the first bus out of there, wasn't even with the team. So things are not looking good, man. We talk about LeBron here and there. I think most of LeBron's career, his teammates don't really like him. Like, I don't think LeBron's that likable of a guy. (laughs) And there's a lot of egos in L.A. I mean, you got Lonzo and Ingram. These are all, like, top pick guys. And then you bring in, like, Rondo and Lance. I mean, they're they're more vets, but there's just a lot of egos. And um, it just – it's la-la land and and LeBron coming in. So, and you know, seeing some of these clips of LeBron complaining, too, about his teammates when he's just standing around doing nothing, it's it's, (laughs) – LeBron's LeBron, <laughs> so he gets, video, a, he gets um, a pass, but he's a tough guy to play with, man. And I think a lot of these L.A. guys, they, they rather, they're young, and I I wouldn't be surprised if they want to leave and they don't want to play with LeBron. Yeah, and it's always been that way. Like, that's why he gets surrounded by vets because they're like, oh, well, we're on our last legs. We know LeBron's going to can carry us to the finals. Yeah. They want to get a championship, so they're like, whatever. They deal with it. But when you got these young guys, they're like, I don't want to. This is a little it's, prima donna talking shit to everybody and you know excuse my language but <laughs> and you know what it is too man i always say it losing winning cures everything when you're winning nothing matters everyone's good kumbaya we are good we love it as soon as losing happens that's when everyone starts going at each other you saw the pittsburgh steelers this year in football and everything with antonio brown and like the Lakers, like LeBron, every time, like, every time LeBron in his career has been losing on a team, it's just the sulking and everyone hates each other and just all, all those times in Cleveland. Like, when he walked off uh, the court, 
in the Boston series when he left Cleveland and went to Miami. I mean, it was just like you knew it was it was bad, man. Uh, I mean, he did it the other night. Like he before the end of the game, just walked off the court before the game was even over. Yeah, and was walking into the um, tunnel and like. But they gotta they gotta so, get their act together. So let's talk about though the teams that are winning here because as we talking about our earlier picks like. Lakers out. Houston, I think you got to still feel pretty good about Houston. Uh, I think, you know, what Harden's been able to do is is pretty amazing, keeping that team afloat, and all the guys are coming back now. So I I think Houston's got a real shot. Uh, My pick, personally, and I don't know why I didn't pick them over LeBron. Of course I had to get on the LeBron bandwagon. But I really like Oklahoma City. And they're, to me, the team in the West – um, alongside Houston too, I, I I've really been kind of you forget like the D'Antoni system and what he can do with a guy like Harden who has sometimes come up small in the playoffs, but with Chris Paul if he comes back it's Chris Paul is really the difference maker there. Uh, but I just know if I'm a team I don't want to go up against Russ Paul George Stephen Adams they brought in Schroeder and like you know they got Nerlens Noel they they've kind of put these weird role player guys on the team. It feels a little bit different in Oklahoma city. Russell's being a little bit more tame. He doesn't seem as crazy. Uh, and Paul George is playing out of his mind. MVP caliber talent. Um, I'm not ignoring the Denver nuggets here, but I they're just, they're young. They're, they're young. Like, I don't know that they're ready to make a run. Yeah. And, and I forget what I was listening to, but, but someone, uh, I like to listen to NBA Sirius XM every now and then. Shout out. Shout uh, out. <laughs> but I like the way they put that in the playoffs. People come after your, your plan. A they can, they can scout your team better and have a game plan. So you got to go to your plan B. And when you look at the Denver nuggets, they have seven players in double figure points per game, which is great. Team ball. Awesome. But when it comes to the playoffs, you're going to need a guy. You're going to need a go-to guy. And they got the Joker. Everything goes through him. The guy's playing out of his mind, MVP season. But like you said, these young guys, I think when they go up uh, up against a team like an OKC or even Lillard in Portland and you know, uh, or Harden, I just – I I don't – I don't like their chances. Yeah, like if they have to play the Spurs in the first round, Pop is going to know how to – plan for them yeah and like they're not going to just walk all over a team like spurs or if they drop to three or there's some mixing up at the bottom you know they got to play any of those teams but i agree i mean i think of any team that could challenge golden state i think it's okc and golden state hasn't looked like unbeatable the last like couple weeks you know like i don't know i mean like yeah they're in that whole the time of year where it's just like, oh, let's just get to the playoffs and then they turn it on. But, you know, they look a little vulnerable here and there. Uh, They're so good. So if they, (laughs) if they just like go up against a, just an inform Russ and PG, you know, that's Paul George, man, that dude's been playing out of his mind and he's taking a break, you know, get a little rest here and there, but. I don't know. That could be that could be seven, six, seven games. And I think the West too. What it's really going to come down to is seeding, and how that all plays out. Because right now, Oklahoma City and Portland are tied in the three-four spot, and they're only one game ahead Houston at the five spot, and the Jazz at the six spot. Like, it's going to be the team who's going to avoid Golden State until the Western Conference Finals. That's when you want to play them. 
and all these matchups. So it's really these regular season games really, really matter. Um, and if I, I believe right now the Oklahoma City Thunder, they have the hardest schedule uh, to end the season and they've lost four in a row. So I think Russ uh, or Paul George has been out too. So we'll see, man. It's going to, it's going to be about matchups, but um, you would agree though. Golden state, Oklahoma city and Houston are kind of the three teams. I think that that's the it. three that are one of those three is coming out yeah. of the West or, I mean, I think golden state's coming out of the West, but they're but, yeah, those three are going to be contending. Yeah. Um, and, and the Houston thing with Paul back, like, there's something about like kind of the the mind games with Houston. Like they had them, they had them. Yeah, without with, until Paul with, went down. So if they can without Chris Paul, they're like I could see a seven game series. They series. go in, steal game one, and it's like panic mode. Uh, Boogie too. Like he hasn't been here before, so if he's gonna have a more important role, how does Boogie handle this stuff in the playoffs? Is he gonna you know the just the whole dynamic? You know they're all a year older. Uh, yeah, Draymond isn't doing the West, anything. The West so. is stacked, man. The West is really, really good. Uh, so, on to the weaker Eastern Conference with the Detroit Pistons at the seventh seed. <laughs> Dude, the Orlando Magic are in the eighth seed at thirty and thirty-four. Like, I don't even—I don't know if I could name three players on the Orlando Magic. I really don't think I could. Fournier is the only one. I, I don't know why, just because his name is cool. But um, that's the only guy I remember. So and Aaron Gordon. Yeah, and Aaron Gordon, right? Aaron, yeah, Aaron Judge on the, <laughs> on the Magic. Judge. So when it comes to the Eastern Conference, we it's always been the Big Four. Um, Indiana, congrats! You guys have been doing uh, really well with with Victor out. I, I, I give you props. That's uh, they make the second round probably. I don't think they're gonna fall off as far as. People think or thought think they, they would the without round? all the depot. Yeah, because uh, who are they going to have to play? If they're in the top four, they're going to Oh, if they have to, like, I yeah. see what you're saying. I think Detroit that I think Indiana's going to drop. I think uh, I think Boston will even surpass Indiana when it's all said and done. I think you'll have your, your top four um, for sure. So when it comes – so I had picked uh, Boston and Milwaukee. We'll say you would pick Boston and Philly. I think the big story here – the two big questions, well, Boston is not now the clear favorite. I think we can we can all say that. And I am ready. I'm off the Boston bandwagon. I, I, I wasn't. Every time we've done this podcast, I still was like, just give Boston time. They'll figure it out, this and that. I've watched enough, enough basketball to know that Toronto, Milwaukee, and Philly are just better. They're better teams than Boston, with or without Kyrie. I think they're better than Boston. I think last year... Boston had the easiest road to the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, and they, the only good team they had to play was Cleveland, and Cleveland was like pretty much trash last year, and they just had LeBron. <laughs> that team was so bad. So they didn't have to play Toronto because they blew it. I think they probably would have lost. Um, for whatever reason, Toronto just could not uh, beat LeBron. But... So really between the Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, I still love Milwaukee. I think there's a lot of people who still aren't sold, like until they see Milwaukee actually do it. Um, but I am I am all in a Milwaukee. They You think they get to the finals? I think the Milwaukee is going to the finals. I really do. And Philly, because of the trades they made, is a close second for me. 
I think depending on how the seeding works, I think the top two teams are Milwaukee and Philly. And I think depending on how the matchups go, there's a chance that Toronto maybe would get there because they wouldn't have to play either of them. Uh, you know, if Milwaukee has to play Philly in the Eastern semis, but I am all in on Milwaukee winning the Eastern conference. And I really like Philly. I think the moves they made, even when they first made the Butler move, but the, the Harris move really put me over the top. That starting five, like it's, it's the same kind of thing. When I say about OKC, like what team do I not want to play? when I'm the one seed and that, that's Philly, I, I don't want anything to do with them. Like, yeah, Simmons can't really shoot. Uh, but, but now they got two other guys, like they yeah. got guys that can shoot. So if, if those guys are healthy and they have that starting five, I don't want to see that team. And I think they would give Milwaukee the biggest run for their money. Um, I mean, I want to see that first round four or five Boston Philly matchup and Philly just wax them. Because yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm about, like Boston. I mean, we 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 already know. Like, we don't like Boston teams. Hate them. And, like, we show a little respect oh, here and there to growing up seeing Antoine guys, Walker but... shimmy on a, shooting threes <laughs> from half court. Ugh. So you know, but yeah, like I think uh, watching some of those games throughout the season, like those Milwaukee Raptors games, just are all good. Like when Toronto plays Philly. They're close. It's like those three teams would cause some trouble for anybody. And if they have to go up against each other, like that's going to be a fun matchups. Any one of them, any any one of those three against each other is going to be fun to watch. But does it come in the East Finals or second round? It's probably like a Toronto, uh, a Toronto Philly or something like that in the second round. I don't know. Yeah. But. I think it's going to be Milwaukee, Toronto, Philly, Boston. One, two, three, four. When it's all said and done, Indy's got a pretty tough schedule coming up. They've beaten some pretty. They've they've been winning those games, but they're playing bad teams, and they got some. They got they got a tough road out of them, and I think down the stretch, uh, Philly. I think is just going to continue to win. Toronto, Milwaukee, nothing's going to stop them. And the question is Boston being two and a half games behind Indiana, uh, and I think they they might even play them a couple times. So. Uh, I think without a doubt, those are your top four. And minus the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs. This should be a fun, you know, with all the NBA and like, oh, Golden State ruining the NBA, this and that. This is going to be a fun playoffs, man. There's a lot there of good matchups out there. Yeah, there's good teams. A, the younger generation is 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 coming. They're they're kind of here already. And the NBA, man, has a, has a bright future. I, I wish it wasn't so West heavy. Uh you know, I, I'd love to see the East kind of kind of catch up. Um, I still believe that the East is very far behind, minus the the top four teams. But it's uh, it's gonna be fun, man. Uh, are you are you sold on Milwaukee? Are you? Do you have a clear like? I mean, I'm not gonna. The way say you talk about the they're... Raptors, I always kind of think you like secretly love Kawhi and the Raptors, but. Yeah, Toronto, I hear it's a good city. <laughs> I want. I can't get you to pick. I just can't. I can't get you to. I got those. I got those Degrassi ties to <laughs> to Canada. <laughs> but I. I mean, I like. I like when I see in Milwaukee. Like I went to a game where they played the Nets, and like seeing Giannis like up close. Like there's no like he's an unguardable player. It's like unreal what this guy can do. Yeah. So, can he carry them? 
over the course of three rounds into the finals and you know our team's going to be able to plan for him but it's like it doesn't matter if they get out in, in the in the open court and that dude is just running up and down what are you going to do you know it's it's tough i yeah i don't know if i'm 100 percent sold maybe like 90 percent. like they look pretty good i mean they're not they're not the top seed by yeah. by accident. i just think so. too like guys like bledsoe middleton like Dude, they got players who can shoot and play basketball. They play really Ugh. Brooke Lopez. Yeah, but you know what though? <laughs> but but what that that's perfect where it's like Brooke Lopez is like a forgotten He's their best three point shooter. No, he's not. Stop it. No, he it like by percentages he is. By percent <laughs> oh god. But you know what? But hey Brooke, you want to shoot some wide open threes? Like, sure. Um, because Giannis, you cannot guard Giannis one on one. And even you know, is Kawhi going to lock him down in a head-to-head series? Like, I kind of agree. Like, that, the Milwaukee-Toronto, seeing that as, like, an Eastern Conference Finals would probably even be more exciting than a Philly-Milwaukee. Uh, I think, in a, in, a, in a way, you know, Toronto matches up better with Milwaukee. And that, and that is really, too, the bigger point of all of this, where playoffs, man, is all about matchups. Like, we can say here, this team, I like this team better than the other team, this and that. But, like, sometimes the best team just doesn't match up well against a particular team. And that can that can really hurt them. So, like, I, I'm picking Milwaukee and Philly because I really like what Philly's doing. But I also think Toronto is a tougher matchup for Milwaukee than Philly. So, but if Toronto played Philly, I like Philly. See what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Shuffling things around here. <laughs> uh, it could. I mean, yeah, it could so, get nuts. I mean, let's get nuts, guys. But yeah, I, 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 I love Milwaukee. It's easy to say I like the top teams in each of the the, the conferences, but hey, they're they're at the top for a reason. And home court advantage in the playoffs too. It means a lot. That'd be it'd be interesting to see. I. Uh, yeah, if it was Milwaukee, Golden State, Milwaukee has home court, and then what happens? So yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. With all this said, though, I, I think Golden State is going to win the NBA championship, barring anything crazy. Because one dude, once KD and like all them turn it on, like it's just it's stupid. Um, <laughs> it's really uh, it's really ridiculous. So, all right, man. It's uh, yeah, there's a game coming up in about an oh hour. yeah Knicks uh, Knicks Clippers so Knicks Clippers yeah. this will probably air uh, after that game uh, <laughs> I expect the Knicks are they Bowl. home they're in L A to watch the Knicks win this game just <laughs> smells bad you know yeah, L A is not reds. trying to win games yeah they're not like. A Sunday afternoon, like Knicks are gonna come out swinging. What's maybe we should put some money on that game? What's the what's the spread? Um, are they? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, Clyde's sleepy. He's probably hanging out at the. Oh, I did. JJ's. Uh, before we go, I did. I did have a question for you. Did you uh, did you watch the Oscars? I did. So I've seen all the Oscar movies, the the best picture movies, except uh, I didn't actually. I, I I looked this up before. The favorite, I I didn't know that was even nominated. I haven't seen that. I yeah, haven't the seen the favorite and Roma were the only two I haven't seen. I haven't seen the favorite and I haven't seen the winner, the Green Book, and I haven't seen Black Klansman. 
So the Green Book, literally, my mother and my grandmother being on the phone with them were like all in on the Green Book. And they just like, you have to see it. You got to go see the Green Book. So I knew, okay, it's probably a good movie, but it's not like the best picture. You know, it's like I immediately knew, like, I'll wait till it comes out on HBO or whatever. Like, I'm not going to go out and see it. So, yeah, I, I mean, you, it, so you it saw it. Good. You said you saw it. Yeah. Would, it would was you entertaining. Give it I don't know picture? that I'd recommend it to, like, yeah, like, you have to go see this. I would not give it that kind of recommendation. Came out around Christmas time. You know, it's a nice feel good for the holidays. But not deserving. It's, it's like any other race movie we've seen in the last 20 years. Where the white guy decides he's gonna not be racist anymore and change his views and be right, nice to the black uh, dude, and then everyone's happy and gets on with their lives. Why do they and even? I... We've seen it. We've seen it yeah. so many times. And for it to win best picture and best original screenplay, I think was insane. And more, maybe more of a, a take on how bad the movies were this year this year that, that was going to be my movies. other thing because i've seen most of the movies and i really wanted to see black klansman like i i thought like just the premise watching the trailer i'm like this movie looks awesome and the dude from ballers is in it uh ricky jared so i'm like oh i want to see this and i and then i was like oh my god spike i didn't know spike was uh doing this movie but i've heard from people that almost a similar reaction to like green book of like it was good i enjoyed it but was i wowed like I think it was better than Green Book, yeah. and Spike Lee's made some like he hasn't made like a great movie in a long time. Sure. So like of the of his recent movies, I think Black Klansman is probably the best. And I think that's the consensus from a lot of people is that it was uh, one of his better movies. Because I'm I'm still looking forward to see that. I'm I'm surprised I haven't uh, haven't seen that. I didn't even know it was out. I I think I heard about it like after the fact. It was yeah, already it came out, out of movies. end of the um, summer. I think is when I. But saw also, it, like, in side note. I heard when Green Book won, Spike Lee, like, left the Oscars, like, threw, like, a little temper tantrum and, like, walked out because he was so pissed. I think he was backstage or he was – I don't remember where he was. But, yeah, he, like, made a look at the camera. He, like, said – or made a face or something like that. Dude. And he commented on it afterwards. But I I guess maybe I should look through the whole story, but Spike, man – I don't know about you sometimes, man. Ever since you started wearing those Landry Fields jerseys, I've really <laughs> reconsidered what I what I think about you. Uh, it's like it was cool no, for we us love, to we love see Spike. him finally just, win one. You know, he's been yeah, but you don't, don't like, rain on anyone else's parade. Even if you didn't like Green Book or this and that, just like keep your cool in the moment, man. Like it's their moment. Like those guys, whatever. Even if you don't like the movie or what it stands for, they worked hard on it. Like don't don't act like that, man. I feel I, like I the what we what everyone needs to pay attention to now is clearly. Octavia Spencer is the one to watch for Oscar-winning movies because she's involved in all these movies. She was yeah. in this one, in Green Book. She was involved in the uh, the Shape of Water last year. She was in Shape of Water other... was surprisingly good. Did you catch that? I still haven't watched asking... it yet. No. Yeah, it's 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 really weird, but um, but as you're saying, so it seems like I mean I I didn't see those movies uh, when I saw the Green Book one. I was pretty surprised. Um, it was hard for me though, having not seen those, even all the movies I did see, I was kind of like this year, I was just kind of underwhelming as far as like best picture. There wasn't a clear cut. There wasn't anything that wowed me. Like I yeah. like to be, 
like there's no Golden State you know? Warriors this year. La- who won? La- who won last year? Uh, Shape of Water. It, right, it was Shape of Water and Moonlight. I saw Moonlight was okay. I, I don't know. Maybe the last few years, but Shape of Water was actually very original and like a lot better than I thought from everything I heard about it. Um, this year, my favorite movie probably was Bohemian Rhapsody, and it won the Golden Globe and. It wasn't even accurate. There was a lot of like misinformation throughout it, but yep. like start to finish, it was just. I'm glad it got as much recognition as it did. Um, but what I really would have liked to see this year, I would have loved to have seen Black Panther win. Black Panther was freaking awesome, man. Like, yeah, it was a Marvel movie, but so what? It was so good, and all the way it was made, and the story, and just like all of it, it came together. It was it was a great movie, and. If there was a year that a Marvel movie could have came in and won Best Picture, it would have been cool. Like, it was cool it got the nomination. That was cool enough. But Green Book? Yeah, I, I, don't know. I, I, I was just I don't even very know if I like, see it. I don't, and Roma was okay. You didn't, it, it's an interesting movie. It's, it's shot really well. It's very artistic. It seemed like that, even if Roma won, that would have been more like, okay, like, I get it. I can, I. I can see it. It's like an original, you know, subtitles, the black and white. Sure. I mean, and then you got your, your star is born and yeah, I did good. not like that movie. I mean, yeah, everyone but, knows the story. They've done good. it four times it already. Good. So it's like, okay, different interpretation, same movie, but this is a little clunky. Like the way, even the way it was directed, the like Gaga lover. Yeah. So she, I mean, she made the movie, man. She, the only she reason why I wanted to watch it. Um, she was great. She was great in it. It made you, it made you like the movie. It was all, it was Gaga carried it, you know, Cooper, eh, you know, you held your own. eh, It's just, but like you said, like it's, it's a movie you've seen before that a best picture should, should really, I want to be wowed. I want to be wowed. I want to be taken places. I want to feel things. Maybe it's just the movie industry these days of just getting, um, you know, movies made and just those wow those wild movies. Yeah, it I wasn't. Need, I need Scorsese to come come strong next year. With, yeah, next year the I've been hearing the, the Irishman, Irishman is coming out, so maybe that'll be get, get a get I mean, a he's sense. Got, of he's got everybody in it, so you got De Niro, he's got Pacino, he's got yeah. Keitel, he's got oh, all that's missing is Leo in that movie. Then they'd have a best picture. Uh, we actually, yeah, I was uh, watching The Departed the other day. Good movie. Good. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you have it. Yeah, it's not much. Nick still stinks. Uh, the of Warriors weeks. are still awesome, and the Green Book was just okay. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah, I don't have, I don't have much else. Yeah, I'm gonna get ready for this Nick game. I think, I think I'll watch. Maybe I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a Sunday afternoon. I got nothing else to do. Yeah, I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been trying to watch. I want to. I, I saw the one last thing. I, I got to see. The new look Knicks uh, play the play the Pistons back in February. It was like a month ago almost, uh, right after the trade happened. And uh, I had uh, a little bit to drink at the game and was not really focused on the game. <laughs> uh, I was focused more on my chicken fingers. Uh, but it was pretty bad to watch. And like you said, like you got to watch Giannis play. And it's just the difference of watching a guy like Giannis play. And I have not yet seen him play. But I, when we went to the game last time and uh, back in New York and got even to see a guy like Kemba Walker play, like there's such 
being a Nick fan and not seeing superstars on the floor, you forget how good some of the guys in this league actually is, uh, actually are. So maybe we'll get KD and we'll we'll get to see (laughs) someone play. Until then, though, we shall continue our lives and and live life. All right, Marcus. All right, let's uh, let's do this again soon. We gotta we gotta get get to the boardroom and figure out what we're gonna talk about. <laughs> and uh, well, playoffs are coming up soon, so I'm sure we'll be talking about playoff basketball soon. March Madness. Uh, March Madness coming up. We're gonna watch watch these college players. Who are the Knicks? We gotta start looking at our top five picks because we gotta be ready for for that pick to drop. So, <laughs> Nick fans, get out there, put the pressure on the media. To pick the right guy, because uh, usually the Knicks will will do what we say. We we have the power. We can do this, guys. If you believe it, it will come true. You know what I saw? Actually, one last thing. <laughs> one last thing. You just reminded me of something. The Sandlot is coming back as a TV series. Oh God! Setting in the with the original cast, set in like the eighties. What in like their kids? I don't like know the what the premise cast. is. They're like adults now. But they're going to have it's going to take place yeah like I think in like 1984 or something like that. Yes. I don't know. If like, <laughs> Legends Well on that note. <laughs> Hope you had a good time. Uh yeah, we'll do it again soon. We'll let you know. Let's talk next podcast. Episode 9 in the books. 10. Whoa. Episode 10 in the books. We'll talk to you next time.